Yeah. You're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right, and that I guess by that measure they both fall into what I've always considered to be the the definition, which is the kinds of stories that GA pilots talk about when they get together. Exactly, this yeah. is hangar flying. This yeah, hangar is, flying. If we were sitting around the, yeah. the the FBO lounge, this is what we'd be talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, all right, balloons. What do you think? It's like, uh, have you seen any balloons in the air lately? It's like, well, you know, it's it's. Yeah, there's all kinds of things going on. Remember, it's like 1982. The guy out in California um, hooked up a bunch of weather balloons to a lawn chair and, with a, and had a BB gun with him to shoot out the balloons, control his altitude, and ended up at 16,000 feet and yeah. waving at jets as they went. By, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so so we've we had a long, and of course, lighter than air flight uh, precedes fixed wing flight by, I don't know, a century. Um, but uh, it's certainly gotten interesting. Yeah. It's certainly gotten interesting. It's gotten very interesting. I saw a cartoon, um, and there's a serious aspect to it, too, but here's a lot, my, my last, well, maybe my last um, um, fun part of this. I saw a cartoon this morning that showed, because now we're shooting them down left and right, okay? Right. I, it's like, right. It's, it's like whack-a-mole. We're up to like maybe three, four that we've shot down now. Uh, so uh, Three. Um, uh, you're talking about, there was one last night, there well, was a TFR last night in Montana. That turned out to be a radar glitch. Okay. So, so they say. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, that, I was counting that. There was the recent Canadian one. There was the Alaska right. one, and then there was, right. of course, the original transcontinental U.S. one. Yeah. Okay. So it, three or four. Um, yeah. Saw a cartoon this morning that talked about, that showed it showed uh, uh, you know an F twenty two jet and the pilot was talking on the radio and he was going he was going uh, control hang on a second maybe we should think about this and in the distance we saw the the house suspended under balloons from the movie Up. Remember that, remember that uh, Disney movie where the guy attached balloons to his house and his house floated away? Anyways, I thought it was okay. Well, and there's another clip that's floating around um, with the uh, the old original Star Trek series of the fighter pilot spotting the Enterprise ah, in the atmosphere. Yeah, there you go. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. But uh, So I, my only serious comment on this whole subject, uh, I don't know if this is here, all of the news stories are saying unidentified object, okay? And they're certainly not identifying it to us, the public, okay? <laughs> Exactamundo. But I have my real doubts that they don't know exactly what these things are, and they don't have high-resolution pictures of yeah. them all, you know? I mean, just for starters, and, I, you know, I, I others might not have confidence in our government, and I don't in some ways, but in this way, don't think that our government or the Canadian government would support shooting down a truly unidentified flying object. They would know what it is before they shot at it. That's my take on the whole thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, there's a television station in, in uh, uh, I don't know, Montana maybe, I don't know, that actually got good video of this ob- the, the, the big balloon with the stuff hanging down from it. Got good video of that. As it went over, and that's what kind of broke the the story. But this stuff's been going on as as the Pentagon even admitted. Um, there were, we count three instances right now that, of stuff that happened during the Trump administration that we didn't recognize them for what they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so, a thing. It's uh, you know, and uh, I, arguably uh, one of the reports indicated that one of the later ones was not as high altitude and began to present a hazard to aviation. That's correct. The one the, the cylindrical object shot down just off the northern coast of Alaska. Uh, it was at 40,000 feet. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to the 60,000 foot uh, um, mother of all balloons. Um, so, what's, I don't know. They, they also said about the cylindrical object shot down off the northern coast of Alaska that it had no visible means of propulsion. Well, that's a balloon, right? Balloons always that float. Strikes me as strikes me as a balloon. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, uh, but like I, I said, you know, I, I believe they have much better idea of what these sure, things are exactly, than they're exactly. letting on for very yeah. good. You know, most some of them are probably good reasons. They just you know operational security. You don't tell us what you know because no. you don't want to. You don't want the bad guys to know how we know it. You know, right now we probably know as much about these Chinese balloons uh, as Chinese. Well, okay. And, and, oh, here, here, here's the other thing that I didn't really understand. Still, I'm still not sure I grok the whole thing here yet. Yeah. But they were calling it a Chinese balloon. Okay. Before they shot it down. Uh-huh. How, how did they know it was from China without getting physical proof? Well, I saw, uh, so while, I don't know if it was while it was floating across the first one, so-called first one, right? While yeah. it was floating across the continent, you know, the North America, or maybe it was soon after we shot it down, I saw a story that suggested that NORAD had been tracking this thing since it left China. Well, and that's entirely possible. And, you know, the satellites... Um, there's not, people always trying to compare satellite uh, uh, technology to what you can pack into a balloon and let, let drift across your target state. And I think that's kind of irrelevant because, you know, you can track the, the balloon with the satellite. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. But uh, yeah. Um, interesting bit of trivia that comes out of this that, I haven't quite figured out how to turn it into a bar bet yet, all right? But okay. Um, okay. so um, here was the thing, all right? And I read about this just like a month or so ago. It's a funny coincidence, all right? Um, I, it was probably on Reddit or something like that, and they were talking about um, the the U.S. military aircraft, the most unusual U.S. military aircraft to have official air-to-air kills, Okay. okay, and it turns out that the B fifty two. We're talking about an individual. We're talking about a, a type, right? The the B fifty two, which you wouldn't think of as being an air to air thing, actually has apparently two official kills. Huh. Um, that uh, like the tail gunner during uh-huh. Vietnam or something uh-huh. like that. All right, uh-huh. um, took out a fighter. Okay, twice, two different occasions. Okay, and and then some 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 uh, what's the word wag some some funny person pointed out and i only know this from the from the post i think it i don't know it's maybe it's true maybe it's not but at the time a month ago someone pointed out that that means that the b-52 has more confirmed kills than the f-22 <laughs> yeah at <laughs> okay? the time at because the time that was true at the time the f-22 had no confirmed kills all right and uh, and so when I saw when I saw the news story that we had shot down the balloon and it said an F twenty two shot down the balloon I'm going oh darn there's that bar bet gone we have to reinvent this one now so uh, so now it's two or three I guess right because I believe it was an F twenty two that took down the Alaska and the Canadian one and, yeah uh, yeah that's right so uh, I, I've forgotten about the the uh, uh, the Alaskan one yeah I'm sorry I've forgotten about the Canadian one yeah that that. 
Yeah. So I want to see. Yeah. yeah so. I want to see an F twenty two. Of course, it was it wasn't the same F twenty two, so this gets complicated. But basically, I want to see some 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 fuselage art. I, I, I was, yes. Yes. That, I, want, I want to know what the crew chiefs are going to be painting on these. Airplanes. I think they should. I think it should be three iterations of the house and balloons from Up from the movie Up. Okay. But right. okay. Right. Anyways. Well, my my only final comment. Here yeah. Is that I for one welcome our new lighter than air overlord <laughs> yeah, okay yep yep they uh, uh yeah okay uh welcome folks to uncontrolled airspace the general aviation podcast i'm jack hodgson coming to you from uh from uh spring is coming this is my mantra these days spring is coming dover new hampshire where we had all right you want garbage you want trivia all right um about two weeks ago we had historic low temperature maybe the lowest temperature we've had in new hampshire in february um ever okay and then last week we had very nearly the highest temperature in history in New Hampshire for these days. So, uh, welcome to New England. We've joked about yeah. New England. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute. And uh, it's definitely been true now. Um, yeah, we had this crazy two-day period where the temperature, the, the raw, the, the actual outside air temperature went to minus 13, all right, um, here at my house. We're not talking, and like on top of Mount Washington, which is historically cold, uh, that was even lower, but just yeah. everyday temperature here in the seacoast area of New Hampshire got down to like minus 12, minus 13, and wind chill, of course, took it even lower than that. Um, I, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. On the other hand, it got to 60 the other day, you know, which you probably think is cold, but we thought was just well, crazy. It's, yeah. it's 70 or so here today. Yeah, I know. It's blustery. It's very windy, very gusty. Not a good day to go shoot and touch a guys. Yeah. Um, but... Um, uh, the the windshield <laughs> is like it feels, makes it feel like sixty. <laughs> oh, oh, it just breaks my heart. That, by the way, is my good friend Jeb Burnside, who's coming to us from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida, um, where it's just just un, just terribly winter cold there. Um, I don't know. It, how feel, it feels like late March, early April in DC. Yeah, well, if that makes any sense. No, it kind of does. I mean, you know, I mean, I think Florida's been experiencing it less than others, but other parts of the southeast U.S., you know, the Georgia Carolinas have been for years now have been getting much colder, much harsher winters than they had, as I understand it, for years. So uh, climate change. Climate change. Yeah. It's a good thing it's not a real thing because if yeah, it were a real thing, it would be terrible. It would be, it'd be a really, we'd really have to do something. Right? Yeah, really. So... What is going on for you there? Everything okay? Everything good? Yeah, um, I've been tinkering with the airplane, making some progress, and, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, everything's good. Anything? I mean, I, I, we haven't talked about that on the podcast. I didn't know whether you. No, I'm just I'm just taking my own sweet time cleaning up after the annual. Yeah. Um, uh, the interior's still out. I got to put it all back together. Uh, it's it's not a big deal. Hmm. It, I'd had the airplane on jacks for a while. Right. Uh, I wanted to change a tire, and I, I was kind of going through the gear system a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, got it, it down got, off the jacks. Yeah. Got it down off the jacks yesterday, and um, um, getting ready to put everything back in it. Yeah. Did you tell me that it, after the big hurricane, it like sat in two inches of water for an hour or something like that, or was that an issue? Or it was not an issue. Um, the water never got up to the rims of the yeah. uh, the, the bearings on the wheels. Um, so, yeah. You know, it's it's not been a deal. The the one tire I replaced was worn, and you know, I just just needed to get done while I was uh, we had it on jacks for the annual and I took my own sweet time getting it down so mm-hmm. there you go mm-hmm. yeah. how's uh, how's our deck our, our, our 
It's like, well, listeners, I, I have to explain to listeners that I have an investment. I do, I do have something to say. Oh, really? That, but so, I'll say it offline. I okay? have an investment. I'm very positive. I'm very, very it pleases yeah. me. All right. And that is that when I go down to visit Jeb, um, he, he takes advantage, and I'm glad he does, of me helping him with various um, home improvement projects. Yeah. Um, so we've built a bridge. We've built a, 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 a fire pit, you know, deck. And and we recently built a direct a deck surrounding um, his, one of his uh, utility buildings, um, and, uh, um, and I go back and ha- and look at them fondly. I have a sense of of yeah. of I don't know not ownership but like ownership. Like, yeah, you know yeah. that's that's my bridge. That's a good looking bridge. You yeah, know? So, a good looking bridge. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, a lot of that going on, just fixing stuff and and. Uh, um, you know, finally getting ready to mount that TV after I found and the right piece of wood and da 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 da. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably try to tackle that this afternoon. But uh, yeah, just working through a bunch of stuff. Um, um, 23 is shaping up to be a little bit better year um, so far, anyway, than 22. So well, that's, that's good too. faint praise, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Well, the 22 wasn't so bad. 20, 20 and 21 were the bad ones, if you ask. For me, anyways. I, I mean, everybody had a different experience. Sure. But uh, um, 22, yeah. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what else is going on here? Let's see now. We were going to talk about this uh, off-field landing of the week on a, on a golf course um, before we got distracted by balloons. Um, congratulations to this pilot. I had this up on my screen. Where'd it go? It's over oh, here. Play yeah. uh, from from our new latest uh, uh, favorite aviation publication, GolfDigest.com. Um, plane forced to make emergency landing on golf course. Golfers golfers push it off green so they can finish the hole. Which I thought I used. To, I played golf a little bit for a short period of time many years ago, and this is totally consistent with everything I ever learned about oh, yeah. golfers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, on the, although, I, I felt really bad. If this plane, in fact, rolled onto a green, that's that's a big deal. All right? I mean, it's like... I, I think... I was going to say, um, hole in one for the pilot, man. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> um, I mean, if you've ever been on a golf course, you know that uh, they... Especially... I mean, and they, and they vary in terms of qualities, but, but they, you know, the, the, the fairways have a certain level of, you know, they, they're cared for and they're kept smooth and, and whatnot, but the greens, even even at... Even at mediocre golf courses, the greens are pristine and smooth and flat and well, not necessarily flat, but smooth. Um, and and people get nervous if you just step in the wrong place uh-huh. on a green. Uh-huh. Having an airplane roll under the green, it just makes me even what remains of a golfer in me is like going, "Ooh, that's yeah." Of course, if the wheel did in fact make it to the hole, that does help with the putting i would imagine it's like yes get yes, get into yes. that group there but you know airplanes basically in one piece it's uh looks like an arrow too yeah um airplanes basically in one piece sitting on its wheels yeah everything's so, fine they landed yeah. on the fairway i mean i've yeah. always felt that that you know yeah that uh, fairways generally speaking are perfectly good you know and you hear about it all the time um there was another one it wasn't on the list i don't know it was another off-field landing of an airplane that tried to land on a road and I'm sure I I got to figure unintentionally landed on top of a truck, um, <laughs> and and then fell off the top of the truck, um, and that was apparently where the damage happened. Um, sure, is sure. Uh, falling off the top of the truck. I don't know if everything was still there. It's not on the list. I don't see it here. But uh, yeah, well, you got to put these things on the list. Man. Well, you know, What's it might have been last week's list. What's last week's list look like? Last week, last episode's list. 
truck, 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 truck. Here it is. Bonanza bounces off truck in highway landing. It's an ad web story, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I, I don't either. Yeah, ad web, Russ Niles, good folks. We we, we trust yeah, them. No, we, I, I, yeah, Russ we rely is a on friend them. of mine. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, we rely and, on and them. My, and, you know, my byline appears there every now and then. Yeah, right. right. Well, those I do question. But you, but Russ Niles and, and the whole crew, good folks. Um, I was not, an easy. Not, I'm not going to take this abuse much longer. <laughs> it was an easy joke. Yeah, it was great. Uh, a bonanza bounces off truck in highway landing. A pilot and lone occupant of a VTL bonanza. Well, there's the explanation, right? there escaped injury when he set the plane down on a tractor trailer before settling onto a free freeway near houston on sunday aircraft was registered etc etc local uh, survey okay anyways no no more details here but apparently i don't know i i, I gotta figure that it was unintentional you, you know landing on a truck would be like an air show act um you, you probably want to go for the road right yeah yeah as a straight tail bonanza owner debonair owner uh, I got to say that the V-tails are fork-tailed wiggle birds looking for a zip code for the NTSB report. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of, well, and I, yeah. Not, not I, that I have any No, no, you know, and all kidding aside, I, you know, I, I, my understanding is that the V-tail bonanzas get a bad rap. And they do, they that, do. That assuming, you know, understand their particular idiosyncrasies, they're perfectly fine airplanes. Um, and uh, so. They are. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. And chances are the VTL, but the, but the, the straight tails, of course, are better. Yeah, but of course, you know, and the high wing even better. Yeah, no see, thing. okay. There's no such thing as a high wing. Ah, uh, it's not what I meant. You know what I meant. And I'm sorry if you can say that a straight tail aircraft is better than a V tail aircraft. Then why can't I say that a high wing is better than a low wing? This is what I want to know. See, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Anyways. Uh, congratulations to uh, to the VTL pilot uh, for getting the airplane more or less on the ground safely, um, and congratulations to the uh, Arrow Golf Course guy um, who uh, also got down safely. Good job. Yeah. Good job. So a couple of uh, weird, serious, I think. Um, one definitely serious, and the other yeah. may be serious story in aviation news lately. I don't know which one to go first. I think I'm going to go with uh, which one we should do first. Let's do Austin, get it out of the way. So in Austin, um, on yet another airport, near airport, near miss, this one really scary. I mean, the first one was scary too, but it... it and the first one being the one at uh, JFK, it, JFK about a month were, ago yeah. involving uh, an Run- American 777 and a, um, a Delta 737. Right. Runway incursion where a, ta- right. a, a departing aircraft had to stop very, very quickly in order to avoid um, colliding. Um, and now... Um, this one's crazy in Austin. Um, so let me see if I can summarize it. Um, the uh, uh, bad weather, IMC apparently, very serious IMC. Um, low, low, low IFR. Though. Very, very the, low visibility. The arriving aircraft was shooting a Cat three approach. Yeah. What and what exactly does that mean? Just so the people, because I'm. Um, I mean, I know it generally means very low visibility. Is yeah, what it means. Presuming. Um, basically, it means down to fifty feet. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, and I'm I also pretty sure that the the arriving aircraft had uh, zero zero authority. Sounds like that from the stories I've read. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, arriving aircraft uh, FedEx freighter, as I understand it, or something like that. FedEx seven sixty seven. Yeah. Um, cleared for the uh, instrument approach um, and uh, cleared to land. Cleared to land. All right. And everything seems to be in order, given that kind of an approach, that kind of a, of a, of a landing. Um, and then a, 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 a U.S. Um, U.S. Air 
737. No, Southwest. And correction, Southwest. I'm sorry. Southwest. There isn't, U.S. Air doesn't exist. I was going to say, did U.S. Air even exist? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't. I think it is Southwest now, isn't it? Didn't U.S. Air get No, I think it's American now. Yeah, Southwest um, 737 um, at the whole short line says, I'm ready to go on the same runway that the IMC guy got, got cleared onto. That after the arriving aircraft is cleared to land, the 73 says, I'm ready to go. And the controller says, Good for you. Go for it. All right. I mean, he did it. He was. He did all he, the right. I, he did all the right things. He gave the various well, condition reports and runway, et cetera, et cetera. His, his clearance was correct, but he didn't do the right thing. You know, he, he shouldn't not, have. He yeah. should not have released the airplane. In many people's views, myself and I guess you, you included, no, he shouldn't have. But he did. He released the airport air, aircraft, the seven three, taxied into position, and then apparently took a little bit of a while to get going. All right. Um, which is that's kind of puzzling, all right, as well. Um, but um, and then in this in here someplace, the FedEx freighter pilot comes onto the radio and says, "Am I cleared for for land? You did clear me for landing, right?" And the controller goes, "Yep, you're cleared for landing, all right." Um, and uh, and so this to me, so point of pride for me when I was a student pilot. All right. I got big props from my CFI for doing the following. All right. We had briefed for doing some night flying into an airport out in the Central Valley of California. And we talked in during our pre-brief about the fact that they had parallel runways, but one of them was closed after dark. The right-hand runway was closed after dark. And so now we're arriving out there. We're flying out there. I'm talking to Tower. Tower clears me for the right runway. Okay. And I'm, I'm going... Hmm, okay, I thought the right runway was closed. And so what I simply did was went back to the controller and said, you know, just confirm that I'm cleared for the to land on the right. Okay. And the controller almost immediately came back and said, Correction, you're cleared for the left. All right. And my controller just really liked that. All right. He said that was A, you caught the, the error, and B, you handled it very professionally and very, you know, smoothly. So now the uh, FedEx freighter pilot. Um, or whoever was operating the radios um, comes back on the radio and says, confirm that I'm cleared to land on runway something, something. And, uh, and the controller says, yep, you're cleared. And so um, he continues here, on here, in. Here. Yeah, he goes, all right, good. And he's coming on in. And somewhere up close, I mean, and and, and it's kind of not totally clear, but what? He was must have been, he could conceivably have been, I don't know, very, very short final in any event. Um, whether he actually saw the 7-3, which by this point is on the runway and just beginning its takeoff roll, um, or whether uh, whether uh, he just kind of figured this is what's happening, uh, you know. And so the, the freighter pilot um, actually went on the radio and told the 7-3 to abort the takeoff, but apparently the 7-3 pilot was already going too fast. They were unable to abort, so they kept it. Anyways. Yeah, the, uh, the the freighter pilot initiated a go-around. So he's still at like, I don't know, what was he, Jeff? Maybe 1,000 feet? He never got low. 1,000 feet laterally or, or vertically? Well, because vertically. How low, you're right. It was a no. low approach. He should have been way lower than that. Yeah, the point. Um, and the radar, the radar um, um, you know, uh, echoes that we've seen on the symbol, you know, the, 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 the animations. ADSB. Yeah, the animations that we've seen. First of all, they're a little bit deceptive because they have way not to scale aircraft symbols on them. And so it makes it look like they're totally overlapping. All right. And they may or may not have been. Um, but the point is they were very, very close. The freighter over the head of the 7-3 as the 7-3s got to continue going and taking off. And uh, and around this time is when the t- tower people realize something's going on. And uh, they, I, yeah, I don't know about that part. Um, the. Uh 
What sounded like the tower... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, you finish. So it just sounded to me like the tower... So when the freighter pilot said, abort your takeoff, um, then the 7-3 said... I forget, he didn't say... He didn't say much. He said negative. No, no, because that that was later. Because then then somewhere in here, the tower came on and said, 7-3, turn right when able, which... Every, most people take to have been a taxi instruction, all right? Um, and that's when the 7-3 pilot said negative, all right? Um, because by this point, he may even have rotated, but he's committed to taking off. So he's taken off. Um, they're like, you know, maybe maybe directly above each, you know, above, below or not, but very close. And uh, there was no collision, obviously. It would have, yeah. it would have been a huge story. We, we would not be talking yeah, about Yeah, that would be a huge yeah. story if yeah. it, you know. But uh, at this point, then the uh, then the seven three got different kind of uh, departure instructions, and the um, and the freighter got uh, uh, a go round instruction or, or missed approach instructions. Um, and uh, yeah, the seven three I guess went on to its destination, and the freighter I saw an, an animation that showed it simply going around, almost like flying a left pattern and, and coming back to land. But yeah, whatever it did, it, it it landed successfully. Next try. Um, crazy situation. Yeah, just nuts. They were substantially closer together than a thousand feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. And, yeah, and, I, I believe and you. There, there's a lot of things going on with what what we're seeing in the animations and 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 whatnot. Um, the timestamps between the audio and the video um, that were created from the ADSB data, we all know that has some lag in it, and it's it's very very difficult to link up those two streams. Uh, I'm sure that uh, when the NTSB gets its act together on this, we will have all the various data bits that we need. But uh, uh, it might take a year or so. There's some rumor going around. I, I think, in fact, it might have come from the NTSB, so perhaps not a rumor. But um, there's some indication that the cockpit voice recorder, um, a- at least one of the cockpit voice recorders recordings, may not be available from this, it's, which just boggles my mind. Well, uh, okay. That's a whole other topic. But... Uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, quoting uh, James, Jim Fallows, uh, he wrote about this in his uh, his Substack column uh, last week. Yep. He, qu- he quoted somebody else saying that was as bad as it gets without body bags. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bad situation. It was yeah, very very close. The uh, the voice the cockpit report. That's an interesting question. Um, so. My understanding is that those recorders now operate on a loop. They don't record indefinitely. They record for a period of time and then start reusing. Well, a, a modern, a modern uh, cockpit voice recorder is digital. Yes, it's, but it still has limited storage. And it still I, has limited storage, but we're talking, you know... Uh, uh, terabytes. Yes, and, but but ultimately, it's a question of what's how long is the loop. Regardless of what they could it's do, the still, question is what do they? It's do. at least twenty four hours. Some of it's it right. in days. Depending if that's on, the uh, case, then you're absolutely right. It's puzzling. Yeah. I was going to say if it. If but, the loop I don't was, know. If, you know, I don't know how these two airplanes were equipped. Is the punchline? Well, there's that too. The uh, well, the seven three is a passenger aircraft. It must have both. Well, right? Seven six. Seven six was. There, we don't know what vintage these airplanes were. Yeah. Yeah. They were newer, and you know, it looked like. I mean, it appears. Let me. It doesn't look like anything. It appears that the seven six was <coughs> uh, mainly a top of the line FedEx uh, uh, freighter 
that had all new avionics in it, you mm-hmm. know, uh, head-up display, et cetera, even had um, uh, the enhanced vision uh, system that the pilot could, the left-seater anyway, possibly could have seen through the through the bad weather. Yeah. Um, the other airplane, or at least, you know, the, the infrared image of it. Right. Uh, something like that. It's, it's not at all clear to me, and we it won't be clear until all of this data is synced up. Right. Uh, exactly what happened and, and why and all this kind of thing. But, uh, uh, hey, you know, y'all have fun out there now. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, and, and, you know, like you said, there's we don't know everything yet. It, it does seem to me pretty clear that the FedEx pilots saved the day here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that you know, whatever mistakes were or weren't made by others, the FedEx people were on the ball. And uh, they they saw the situation happening and they took steps. Um, yeah. They did everything they could short of declaring an early go around. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, all right. Well, that was interesting. Let's see what happens next. There was another airplane, air, airport um, um, collision. Did you see the one with the, the they, were, they, were, they were taxiing, they were just moving around, repositioning an airliner at some airport, and it, uh, and it collided with I a did, bus I, or something like that, or a truck. Yeah, or a, I think uh, I did see something about that. Like um, how do you, if you're a bus driver, how do you, uh, never mind. <laughs> how do you what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never ridden in one of like the service vans, you know, the food trucks and things like that. But occasionally, you, they shuttle you around an airport in a bus, and uh, and you go out way out onto the, you know, not obviously onto the taxiways, but onto the ramp areas. And it all seems to be very, very carefully controlled and planned. I mean, there's like lanes painted on the pavement, and yeah, and, you know, and I, yeah. and you know, if you're one of these, you, you go on a very particular route. Um, and they, although they don't appear to be talking, because I stand in the spot where I can watch the driver, and it doesn't appear that they're talking to ground or any sort of control, they're definitely following some rules. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't actually read the story. I, saw, I just saw the headline. It's like yet another um, airport ground collision, or not yet another, the first one, actual collision. So, anyways, yeah, welcome to, yeah, like you said, you're flying in the airlines these days. Good luck. Um, people wonder why I don't like flying in the airlines. Oh, well. Yeah, well. I can't imagine. Yeah. Okay. The other big story I wanted to, uh, I'm sorry, are we done on that one? I'm, yeah, stick a fork in that one. Yeah, okay. The other story that could, I don't know what to make of this, and you and I have talked a little bit about it offline. Um, So a couple days ago, Cirrus, the aircraft manufacturer, um, declared that the engines on some of their aircrafts were sufficiently suspect that they urged people to ground them temporarily. Um, there's not been an official, you know, uh, uh, whatever the terminology is, you know, order to ground these airplanes. There's not been anything like that. At this point, as I understand it, it's Cirrus saying we're concerned and we think our owners should be very careful. And then Continental, the makers of the engines involved, has kind of quietly, not exactly officially said, yeah, maybe you should. And then that's where what I know. What do you? You're actually the owner of such an engine. So do you have a different yeah. perspective on this? What's- well, not maybe not different. Uh, maybe some additional detail. Um, it, it's not at all what I'm hearing. And what I, I think I shared a link uh, with you. Um, what I'm hearing and, to a forum uh, discussion. To a forum discussion. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense, but I have no real you know proof of, of what's going on. Is all of this has to do with uh, uh, piston, uh, piston pin 
retaining clips. Right. If, if I've got this correct. And specifically the retaining clip to some sort of counterweight? Is that what it is? Uh, that's possible. Um, it's not at all clear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Again, but there's a circlip. And the circlip um, has a flat side and a rounded side. Yep. Okay. And it has to be installed in a certain orientation. And, I, and I'm not going to tell you what the orientation is because it might be different for your application. But it has to be installed in a certain orientation. And apparently, that wasn't done as as the engines were being built, or being built by hand, more or less. And the circlips were installed upside down. Yep. And, and there's been some failures that they, they, believe it or not, this has happened before. And um, they know the failure mode. They know how long it takes to, for it to happen. And... You know, basically, this comes down to, as far as you know, this particular person was saying, comes down to the mechanic assembling these engines, not paying attention to the orientation, mm-hmm. and they don't know from one serial number to the next um, which of these engines might be affected. So there's a whole hullabaloo that Cirrus apparently has gotten started going on about whether or not these engines are going to come apart uh, after a certain number of hours, or if they don't. Maybe you're okay. Um, so, yeah. so <laughs> if you haven't died yet, yeah. If the, if the engine hasn't blown up yet, keep flying it. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's, it's no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's much a, more serious than that. Yeah, it is very serious. And yeah. uh, now, there apparently, the, and I'd mentioned to you that this might require tearing down the, the engine, removing it, tearing it down. But apparently, you can just remove the cylinders and get a good look at the crankshaft. Oh, you can. Okay. Uh, now that in, in and of itself is a whole other set of worms, but the, you know at least you don't have to pay the right. freight to it, ha- it, haul the engine out. It's not. It's it's a yeah. little bit less. It's still a big job. It's still, um, still a pain in the butt. So apparently, uh, yeah. So I think you said this. What they're trying to do first is see if they can identify what serial numbers are the engines that they're suspicious were installed incorrectly, mm-hmm. and then they'll track down where those engines went. And, and then notify those owners. Um, yeah. I, I saw something someplace that suggested that it might not be quite that simple because the, the, the work on, the, on these parts, doesn't nece- they don't necessarily have an audit trail as to which engine this camshaft or whatever went into. Um, and so that's the, th- that's the thing. They, they may not have a record of who, who built the engine, for example, yeah. which mechanic. And again, again, this is just what, what, what I've heard. This is all rumor. Yeah. This is all speculation this by all people speculation. on forums. And yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that uh, the mechanic just was uh, not well-trained or just didn't know the difference. Yeah. And uh, he could have worked on multiple engines. He could have worked on, <laughs> Uh, one or two cylinders or one or two assemblies on multiple engines. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, at least, at least they don't. We don't have a record of that right now. So that's what's. That's according to you know the scuttlebutt going around. That's what's going on. Yeah. So while they're figuring out what's what, does every Continental engine owner need to worry? Um, there's apparently a, a date range that I believe starts January one twenty one. And that would be like the manufacturing date, or yes, last overhaul date, or uh, what would um, it be la- manufacture date. Okay, okay, for the engine. And this is apparently all involves all new engines built by Continental at their factory. Yeah, okay, as opposed to field overhauls. 
Um, so I don't offhand. Well, let's see here. Um, I, I'm not going to look it. I'm not going to try to look it up. Um, look for a service bulletin and or an AD and or you know something else coming out from the FAA and or Continental in the next few days, possibly by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because this could, I mean, you know, I don't know. If the scuttlebutt has some accuracy to it, it sounds like this is a somewhat limited thing. It's not yeah. like every, It's not like there's a flaw in the Continental engine design or anything yeah. like that. It, it sounds like, and again, we don't know, we're speculating, it sounds like a glitch in the manufacturing process or the assembly process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, exactly what it sounds like. And, it, and, that it, and that ultimately it will turn out that there's a relatively limited number of engines that are affected, but they don't know which those are just yet, and so they're trying to figure it out. Since it's you know can be a fatal thing, uh, yeah, fatal, it's a big deal. Fa- certainly fatal to the engine. Let's put right. it that way. It's a big deal because apparently if this clip fails, it, it falls apart. Right. Yeah, yeah. The engine will just kind of st- pieces parts fall off. Parts, parts come loose and start rattling around inside the, the crankshaft area. And that's, and, that's uh, just yeah. a really bad. Yeah, thing. that would be a not. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'll be landing on trucks and golf courses real fast. Exactly. Um, so uh, okay, well, all right. Hey, you know why not? Let's let's spice up. Spice up the aviation experience. Yeah, I know because it's not exciting enough as it is. Anyways, all right. Well, uh, this is sort of an abbrevi. Well, it has turned out not to be abbreviated episode, but uh, it's uh, um, it, that was everything. We were, is there anything else we wanted to talk about here? What's what else is going on here? Um, sun and fun's coming. You know what I want to talk about? Oh yeah, sun and fun's coming up, and we do want to talk about sun and fun. Um, we're, uh, we're 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 looking. For, I'm looking forward to sun and fun. I went last year for a few days, um, but obviously a lot of us have missed sun and fun for a few years now because of the pandemic. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, UCAP will be back almost almost at full strength. Um, well, that's a bad way of putting it because we've lost David, but but uh, we will be back. Um, we're going to be. Um, well, we've changed things around a little bit. Um, we are going to be only doing one full-blown episode. For years now, we've been doing two episodes while we're at Sun and Fun. We did one on opening day and one on closing day. And, and we've decided to change that up a little bit. And so now, starting this year, we're going to do just one big episode. We're going to do it on Wednesday evening. Um, Wednesday evening is also, uh, not coincidentally, the evening of the night air show. And so during the period of time between the day air show and the night air show, we will be among many trying to entertain you by putting on an episode of Uncontrolled Airspace. Um, and as always, we encourage people to come by the radio station. We'll be on the deck there at the radio station. Come on by and uh, and sit on the bench and, and maybe even say hi to us um, and, uh, and, and, and watch us do this. It'll be Jeb and myself and a whole bunch of our friends will be uh, gathering to do an episode of uncontrolled airspace at uh, at Sun and Fun at, by uh, by way of Sun and Fun Radio. Um, immediately following that live episode, we will be doing the first in many many years um, a tie down party at uh, at Sun and Fun, um, which will be mostly an opportunity for us to remember our dear friend Dave Higdon, who passed away last summer. Um, so if uh, if you are among the folks who have been looking for a way to to pay your respects and to remember Dave and to to just kind of um, uh, share that th- those experiences with other friends, um, please come by um, on Wednesday evening. It'll be approximately six o'clock ish when the when the tie down party begins, um, give or take. It all it all kind of triggers by when the daily air show ends. Um, the UCAP episode will be immediately following the Daily Air Show, and the tie-down party slash memorial for Dave Higdon will be after the episode. 
And then after that, hopefully it'll all come together and uh, the night air show will happen, which is always kind of fun. So we're going to be there. It's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it Um, and uh, looking forward to, to seeing all of our friends again at the Sun and Fun Fly-In. I'm sorry, Jeb, I, I kind of monopolized that. Do you have anything you want no, to add to that? No, or, uh... I'm looking forward to it. Uh, y'all come. If you're in the area, um, we're looking forward to it also. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, big, big changes apparently are the beginning of big changes at the Sun and Fun grounds this year. They've apparently, um, you know, they're characterizing as being, we've added this new facility called the Island, which is a, basically a big chunk of grass you know, surrounded by taxiways out near the uh, near the area that is the uh, ultralight um, field, and uh, and apparently they're going to be setting up all kinds of facilities out there, food um, food suppliers and 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 you know camp stores. It's also in the midst of where a lot of general aviation airplanes camp out there as well, and uh, they're uh, they're uh, doing you know. Trying to build up that area, I get the feeling. I mean, in terms of being a camping um, destination, uh, so that'll that'll be kind of interesting. The island out there um, in in that area. So I've got, I've got an island. Yeah, I know you do. And we know how we could we could offer to build them a fire pit deck. Because exactly right. Because we have experience at that. We had a, we had a note. And if they need a bridge, although that was a lot of work. Yeah, I, 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 I think we'd have to sub that. Out. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Looking at the bridge is very satisfying. I don't want to do it again, though. That was yeah. that was a lot of work. And uh, fortunately, you never dropped my drill in the in the in the lake. So uh, um, yeah, that's you know that was a good thing, Jeb. It was a, it was a good thing. We had a all right. So the inside joke here is that yeah. is that in in the process of doing that project, Jeb needed a new electric drill and so he was out buying a new electric drill and i'm thinking well that's kind of a nice drill i'm going to buy one of those too so we had two of these um of these i want to say low press identical yeah what's the uh, brand name uh, on it I'm uh, dewalt rechargeable dewalt rechargeable so we had two identical dewalt electric drills that were not only identical in terms of its brand but they were bought at the same moment and and we were and, all and we and we didn't put our names on And we were them. kind of mixing them up as we were working. And yeah. the joke was if one of them falls into the lake, it was Jack's. Um, yeah. But uh, fortunately, neither one of them fell in the lake. Um, we did lose things like hammers and crowbars and um, a few screws. But the hammer, you recovered. We covered a lot of things by going magnet fishing. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of that was kind of yeah. good. So, anyways, all right. Um, sun such and fun. The, I'm such sorry. is the life of us. Sun and fun. Yeah, I know. Right. Anyways, all right then. Well, that's time. We're gonna put a fork in this. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, it's fun to get together. Uh, it may not be apparent. But this is an unusual time for us. This is Sunday morning. We usually record on weekday afternoons, but uh, that didn't happen, and we wanted to get together and say hi and chat, and so we did. And I'm glad. And uh, thank you, Jeb. Um, I'm not my gonna, pleasure. I'm not going to do my whole thing. Jeb's the uh, is the uh, editor in chief of Aviation Safety Magazine, and you should check them out online. What is it? AFDA. What's the URL for? for Is it just like it sounds? AviationSafetyMagazine.com. There you go. There you go. And you're on Twitter as Burnside J. To the I, extent I'm on Twitter. Yeah, I know. And you're on you're on Mastodon to the extent you're on Mastodon as uh, Burnside J at Transponder at MyTransponder.com. Yes. Um, I'm on Twitter as Jack Hodgson Twitter, and I'm on tra- uh, Mastodon at Jack Hodgson at mytransponder.com and other places as well. Um, check out the show notes. Uh, there'll be a lot of information about that and about uh, the stories we just talked about. And uh, um, I think I think that's it for now. We'll be back uh, next time. So anyways, yeah, what do you want to say? Anything you want to? Yeah, it just, just everybody remember, you fly an airplane with your head, not your hands and feet. <laughs> and that's enough talking. Let's go flying. <laughs>